Welcome to the Nighttime Podcast. Hey friends, welcome to the Nighttime Podcast, which is the name I came up with, and I hope you guys are okay with it. <laughs> um, so, Works for me. Cool. cool. I'm I here with... Specifying you came up with it as though somebody else would have. We could have come up with it together, but we didn't. I, I, I was just like, this is what we're calling it. PR person. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I'm here with Jorgs and Fletcher. Um, and so we're, we're, we're still kind of like developing this podcast, but, uh, in this episode, we are talking about season one of Avatar, the last airbender. Um, so I'm going to start out and just say, uh, what we're all thinking. I want a flying Buffalo. I, I'm not going to lie to you. My very first note that I took on this entire series is weird animals. Uh, but I wrote platypus bear. Platypus bear. Yeah. I, even more than a flying <laughs> Buffalo. I like the, uh, the little lemur. Yeah. Oh, Momo. Momo. Momo, yeah. It's, that is uh, yeah. The, the creator's favorite thing to draw is is Momo. You can tell thing. because it's it's always doing the most fun thing on screen. Like uh, it's just it, you can tell they have fun with it. Yeah. And what was the other one? There was like a like an otter koala, which they didn't like give it a name, but it was just like a koala that was like floating around on its back. Like I thought that was super cute. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of, like, if you try to describe an animal to someone who's never seen it and then ask them to draw it, there's a lot of that. Like, it's like, yeah. it's a hermit crab, but, like, it doesn't do mm. hermit crab stuff. It's, like, furry. <laughs> yeah. I appreciate that. It is an interesting approach, because, like, the world building in this is really good. Like, yeah, I'd say that's the strongest aspect. Well, this it's, uh, is good the word? The world building is, they made a really strong effort to build a world. I think that the world building is committed. I would say it's, it's way more than like shows of this type you would ever expect from. Yeah. Like, and that's, that's one thing you really have to keep in mind when you're watching this show. Like it's a show for like preteens, you know? Yeah. It's on Nickelodeon. Yeah. So for what it is, I think it was really because having that in the context of Nickelodeon would have been a really cool experience. But I like I missed it when it was like I'm watching it for the first time now. So season one is all I've seen of Avatar. Yeah. We're all on that on that. Yeah, boat. I I did watch it when I was in college. But like honestly, even going back and watching it, like I remember very very little of it. Yeah. There's some like some stuff like as I'm watching it, it's kind of coming back to me. But like I don't remember like how it ends or anything. There's one thing in season two. That I really like, that I'm really looking forward to getting back to, but like, you know, mm -hmm. we'll talk about that later. Are you but concerned of how it ends? Am I concerned? Like, if we're taking bets on how we think it's going to end, we can do that. I, 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 I assume that we just he wins, right? Isn't that the like? Do we think it's more than yeah. that? Probably. Yeah. Like I'm. Yeah. No. I'm gonna... sure that's how it is. <laughs> I, I remember it gets really intense at the end. In, in a, season two, I'm calling it now. <laughs> through the lens of this is obviously a, a show for kids, I, I will say that almost every single development in the plot, like you can see coming from a mile away. Yeah, yeah this right. is a, it's a great primer for like, foreshadowing. Yeah. Like if you didn't know what foreshadowing was, you could show yeah. someone this episode and be like, okay, I'm going to pause. You see how Aang is talking about how quickly he could take that weird slide thing around the Earthbender town? He's going to do that later, yeah. to defeat a bad guy, and then like, <laughs> Ten minutes later, that's what he does. Yeah, right. No, everything is extremely telegraphed. Like you never, you're never really caught off guard by a twist in the plot. Which, which is, it's fine because like it, it works. Like that's not necessarily the point. 
like they're trying to tell a, a story that has like a lot of layers and it's like I think it's cool how they've been able to like deliver and, and I mean it's what it's mostly acclaimed for but like the the complicated concepts and stuff just to a very young audience and yeah. it's impressive that they're able to do that so well yeah you mean like some of like the the more you know complex adult kind of themes like there's a little there's, bit of like yeah just some of the like sociopolitical yeah. like messages that are like kind of going through well, the I story mean, yeah even making the first actual avatar we meet in the series is a fire nation guy like that was when i was like oh okay i kind of because like let's be honest this series starts super slow and you're like yeah. this is kind of hard to get through no i yeah. i because i tried to watch i tried to watch it in college i think around the same time that you did k night oh yeah and uh i could not get through like episode six i was just like i i do not see why everyone loves this show like yeah. i it, this seems really dumb but and, like yeah like they introduced master roku and you're like oh right yeah like the fire nation wasn't always pseudo fire nazis they like yeah. used to be like you know pretty chill dudes yeah and like now we don't have that and then there's like oh there's like a weird earth kingdom genocide going on mm -hmm. and and you can kind of tell that with um general iroh because like the older guy he's yeah, yeah, yeah. he's like way more chill and he's like i really like him like he's probably one of my favorite characters yeah. on the show and he's very different than any of the younger fire nation you know people that's I mean, definitely not like soldiers. a defector right like is that safe to call i haven't seen the rest of this but like uncle iroh oh yeah no i mean that's like, the thing like i think i knew by the, the end of episode one that zuko and his uncle are like ultimately good guys like it's just that like they need to take yeah. this arc and I think Iroh's always been a, like I think that he is like slowly guiding Suko to good guyness, and like Iroh's always been a good guy. Like there's going to be yeah. like a, yeah. working against the Fire Nation Fire now, Kingdom, and yeah. they're going to be like Iroh, General, whatever, do a thing, and he's going to be like, oh, and he'll say something about tea or something and blow everybody up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, he just kind of like disrupts what they're doing. Yeah, by kind of kind of playing this bumbling idiot, but you know he's like. He's yeah. thought it out. He's know what he's doing. He's trying to prevent I, him I, from doing it. I I do appreciate you, like Uncle Iroh as like this sort of like badass general that everybody recognizes. Though, like there's mm -hmm. like there's something cool to be like, all right, like this guy is kind of an idiot, but also everyone knows who he is. And he's definitely done some messed up stuff in his like military career. And like I think it's a kid show, but they do handle a lot of like wars, not so much good guys, bad guys. Yeah. Like we're gonna ultimately root for Iroh and Zuko at some point in like season two or three, whenever that turn happens. I feel like I've had moments where I'm already rooting for them now. Well, yeah, like, like the blue spirit episode. thing and all that. Yeah. Yeah, like when you see kind of Zuko's past with his father, like you, you understand where he's coming from. But at the same mm -hmm. time, you you are kind of seeing, I think even him turning around already. Yeah. You know? And there's just episodes where just the way the way the plot is structured, it's very much like you're following them through something. And that just yeah. kind of helps you recognize them as protagonists and not antagonists because you actually spend more time with them like 
kind of hoping they succeed at something than time. Because if, if they were just like Team Rocket and he was showing up in every single episode to try to foil him, like it would just be dumb. But like yeah. he goes off and he has his own arc where he's doing his own things. Um, and so it kind of helps you get to know him as a main character and not so much as a villain. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, it's a really clever way to show that your bad guys are dangerous without like having to like wharf somebody. You know what I mean? Like, because they lose a lot. They can't win because they're not supposed to win. They're the bad guys. But how do you continue yeah. to show the Fire Nation as powerful? You just remove your chosen one for an episode and be like, oh shit, like they can, they can win. You know, there's a reason they're in charge of everything. And yeah. I don't know if they're ever going to recognize the fact that firebending is the only bending that you don't need a source for. I assume I that's why did. they. I thought they talked about it's the sun. Oh, is it just the no? Because they still fight at night. They're yeah, just they... less powerful. Yeah, like the moon like the just makes finale. the water nation stronger, and the the sun makes the fire nation stronger. But they can still bend, even without the moon and sun. But like Fire Nation is the only nation that like they can just go like that, and then like fire happens. Like everybody else has to have a source, yeah. which I assume is why they. Yeah, win. but I mean, what's what's the source for airbending? It's everywhere. Yeah, sure, but like yeah. What's the other? And like, we can get to that later. I assume we're gonna kind of like cover the journal arc of the first season. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that they don't kill Aang when they can is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> that plot hole will drive me nuts forever. He's like, "We're gonna keep you alive, so then because if we kill you, another Avatar will show up." And I'm like, "Yeah, good." Because <laughs> eventually what... it'll come back around to Fire Nation. That and it's literally the last Airbender. There's no more avatars if he dies. Yeah, is that how it works? The main arc of this show is little dude has to learn how to bend from masters. If you kill the only airbender. Oh, there's no one to teach. There's no one to teach. It isn't. And like most of the Water Nation's dead. So if it comes a Water Nation person, who cares? They're not so even, that... would they even know. Would they recognize it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, who would even, like, Aang didn't know he was an avatar, so I told him. Yeah. yeah. So does that mean that Aang would have to start his own school of airbending before he died, or else there could never be another avatar after him? I assume, honestly, the way the show is going, I wouldn't be shocked if, it, if there wasn't, like, an everyone can learn to do anything. It's since you know, Yeah, that's or, the way I kind of see it going <laughs> a little bit. I, don't, I, I, don't, not... I assumed it was, like, a genetic thing. Like, only airbenders could bend air, and only their kids could, you know? And just being the so avatar is maybe the only not. one who can do everything. Yeah. So, so, like, airbenders in 50 years are doomed to be, like, weird homunculi because Aang is the only person who can produce airbenders? Well, I mean, in theory, they're, like, already screwed, because if Aang's the yeah. last one, he can't, that's my, they, that's he can't make it anymore. That's what I'm thinking, is if he... If, I, I haven't really thought about that. Yeah. Like, if the world needs another Avatar, they're just kind of fucked. Because, that's, like, you just get one more. That's kind of the thing with the show, like... I, I feel like we're kind of focusing too much on, like, the specifics of how it works. And the show's not concerned with how things work too much. Well, and also, you know, it's, it's, like, it's kind of just, like... They could just find a, a hidden temple of Airbender. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you know, I yeah. know. I, I have to expect there to be more airbenders, even though the show's called The Last Airbender. I wouldn't be surprised if there's like secretly a bunch of airbenders alive somewhere and that'll play into the ending somehow. Like I don't know. 
I did have, so we've been talking about the issues and how the show handles it. And I'm all for teaching sexism to young people. Yeah. But holy shit, is this some of the most, like, it's like super, for for a show that seems to try to be like a little subtle about like. It's Nickelodeon, dude. They're not going to be, they're not going to be subtle about anything. (laughs) (laughs) Soka is the Xander of Avatar. Like, it is the most annoying thing. Like, I'm sure he becomes cool later, but it's so frustrating. Yeah, no, he's just just thoroughly fighting again. It's like, dude, you get your ass kicked by women constantly. Like, you honestly (laughs) shouldn't have this worldview. Like, you consistently lose to girls. It shouldn't be weird anymore. Do you think with the the season finale arc with the Moon Girl, do you think that that is going to mark some kind of transformation in his character? Do you think next season he's just the same stock? Like, I'm the the naysayer who doesn't believe in anybody else. No, they're going to, like, with these kinds of characters, they're going to do what they always do, which is going to start it really annoying, and they're going to be like, oh, look, he's changed, despite the fact that they're not going to... I don't think it'll be gradual. I honestly think he'll just come out and, like... And be a totally different person. For no reason, Soka will be like a badass fighter. You know what I mean? Like, it just really feels like. I don't think he's going to change much. Yeah, I don't think he's. He's kind of going to always be that comic relief, but he's still going to have like these serious moments. See, but I think they're going to. I think they will trend away from just being obnoxiously wrong, and it'll just be more like. Him going. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense for us to go over there. And I was like, "Oh, you always say no." And then like, I think we're gonna meet new characters. Right, you know, obviously wrong though. And then he's gonna buy like because like you know how like when you're when you have a TV show that it's like followed around a single premise, and the closer you are to the premise, the more you understand it. And then like the further out, like you're always a little bit out of the loop. And so like even the characters who in season one seemed like like the the idiots and the the problems. Like by season six, they're like your the people you love the most because like there's a wider circle of people. There'll and, be other big I, dummies that we can worry about. Yeah, I think there'll be other dummies that like make him not seem relatively so annoying um, because so there'll just, be at least a familiarity to his quirks. So because you brought up the ending, um, I thought it was cool. Uh, it is really hard to get invested because the Fire Nation always loses. Um, yeah, I'm not that afraid of him, really. That cliffhanger of Zuko's sister was the most annoying shit. I <laughs> I was like, oh, she's a talented airbender. Every bad guy is a talented airbender. Like, oh, sorry, firebender. Like, mm-hmm. like, oh no, another person who's good at burning things. Like, who cares? Yeah, I don't We're not, I'm not really afraid of the firebenders at all. Like, it's so, like... <laughs> What if, like, Aang died, like, there's no more firebenders, because we can't make more, like, sorry, there's more airbenders, we can't make more airbenders, but, like, somebody discovers, like, like, the earthbenders figure out how to bend metal, and they just make guns. And then we have gunbenders, and we just shoot the Fire Nation, because... I feel like that's like, way too mature for where this show's trying to go, though. I'm just saying, I think Soka's got to figure it out by taking a hammer with him everywhere. Uh, like, it's a lot of, like, I'm gonna freeze you in ice and blow wind at you, but, like, I would love for somebody to just like take a club to the Fire Nation because they don't seem to like. Like Kevin or Fletcher froze up on us. Oh no! All right, you're back, Fletcher. Yeah, sorry, my internet has been just trash lately. Oh yeah. All right. Um. I don't know. You got any points you want to make? So I feel like I feel like the show's got 
pretty good. Like, you know, once you do kind of get into it, I feel like it's got a pretty good pacing. Like, mm-hmm. I even feel like each individual episode kind of has a good amount of story. And then there's like a little bit of action in every episode, which, you know, yeah. kind of keeps each episode interesting and fun to watch. Um, I'm yeah. super excited for the action sequences of season two. Yeah, because like the action animation towards like the second half of the season, like it gets really good. Like there's like some legitimately yeah, no. like solid. The last, like, the last couple episodes, I'm like, okay, I'm finally starting to see like the anime aspect of this show. Yeah, like I, I'm finally starting to see like where they're they're being influenced by like I don't know a lot more fluid, just just sort of combat and yeah. that kind of stuff. It's definitely a a good mix of like anime and american style animation you know kind of that east and yeah. west yeah right. big yeah. big fish monster uh the the spirit combo thing i'm hoping isn't reserved for like season finales because like that's cool and i'm gonna be really annoyed if they ignore it later that the spirit combo? That. yeah because like the the season finale he he combines with the uh, the moon spirit and he's like that big fish monster oh, yeah yeah Okay. And I'm like it's like uh, it's like that Power Rangers Megazord thing, yeah. <laughs> where it's like, well, I mean, like if you can do this, we should probably do it first. Just just like, jump right to that. Know. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to spend the whole episode fighting and losing and fighting and losing, and then just go Megazord and win, anyways. Yeah, so that was cool, and I hope that there's more of it, and I hope that it does not just become like this weird final form thing that we only use, like after we're losing this giant fight because it just doesn't make any sense, like. Yeah, it, if and we it's, can do that, we should do it all the time. And I get that, like you have to have like a spirit who came to the like, you know, real world or whatever to like bond with and all that stuff. But at the same time, it's like you know, and the way they're kind of making it seem is like he he doesn't know how to control that yet. So like I feel like that's kind of a maybe a plot device to say that this is the power he does have, but like he he only busts it out or he can only use it when like he's really mad or he's really worked up or he's very emotional for some reason and he's still learning how to control it. But Dang, we're losing the fight. There's only five minutes left in our episode. Uh. (laughs) Big giant fish monster? (laughs) I did did make a drinking game. Yeah. Um, It's only got two rules. Uh, But I I think that it's a very dangerous game. Uh, It is drink every time someone tells Aang to go away. And drink every time a teacher refuses to teach. <laughs> yeah. I think it will kill you. I, th- I think you will. Yeah. There's quite a bit of that. It yeah. is constant angry and like, I'm going to fuck around because I'm 12 and people being like, shut up and leave us alone. <laughs> <laughs> Something I thought was interesting. I don't know. I don't know how interesting it is. I just think it's, it's, it's cool that like, I feel like the sort of like the Nazi imagery is very overdone, but like the Fire Nation feels very like Chinese to me. And I think that's really cool because it's like a parallel imperialism that you don't see as much. But like this does feel like it's very much more Eastern imperialism than Western imperialism. And that's that's cool. Um, I don't know what else to say about that other than that it's just a little bit different than what you're typically used to. It's a it's a refreshing view on imperialism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. It's just it's not this the same old same old. Like you know yeah. how everybody is always trying to you know create 
the Nazis through some kind of fantasy lens, but yeah. like I was just I like, hey, what's what's the worst Nazis? Really, I see them more as China. Like yeah. they seem like Imperial China. Yeah, a lot. Of, yeah, a lot of times people try and make this evil group, and you're right. Like the Nazis is kind of the go-to because like that's what everybody thinks mm-hmm. of as like the most evil nation yeah. or group of people that has ever existed. But and I wonder how much of that is just because we are more Western. I I don't know how much the the Eastern right. countries think about Nazis if versus like, Imperial Chinese rulers. Yeah, if like if you know fantasies on on Korean television are you're much more likely to see that like Chinese archetypal um sort of the tyranny rather yeah. than the like gestapo style crap yeah yeah it would be interesting i know that there will be no more avatar but like if there was a season four where they do a time skip and one of the other nations has just like taken the mantle of bad guy yeah because it's like right like i assume the fire nation the fire nation always loses it'll just continue to lose i assume um and then that'll be the season finale and then there'll be harmony or whatever but like if you jump ahead 50 100 years whatever and it's like now the earth nation is that's the thing is the earth nation doesn't always necessarily seem much better they're just not like the super all powerful ones they still seem like they kind of have like shitty ideas but right now they're just they're the ones being oppressed by the more Mm -hmm. powerful nation which is the fire nation at the moment yeah i mean i assume that like within some like Somebody had to have sat down and like each of these tribes represent like some sort of pre-existing culture because that's how this works. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I would some not be shocked. Some of like the the the, uh, the references are extremely obvious, but others I think it's a little more subtle. Like the yeah. fire, the, the ice bender, the um, water benders at the beginning feel seemed very like Inuit. Oh yeah, for sure. And yeah, then. Like you, yeah, and I think the fire is Chinese, and then I assume like the Earthbenders are sort of because like they're very actually I feel very Tibetan. Like, doesn't it seem like Tibet? Like the the oh, yeah. the Airbenders seem like Tibetan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, they seem sort very of Buddhist. Their symbols and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. they're all monks and stuff. Yeah. And then your Earthbenders are very isolationists, and I assume therefore align more with like Japan. Mm-hmm. Well, specifically that one like female warrior tribe where they were all like samurai. Yeah, I will say one critique I have of like the overall season is like I did I don't feel like we've achieved anything. Like in, in what sense? Like there there's been any change from the status quo? Nothing's like happened. Like we yeah. we discover our avatar. We decide he's important. We set a goal. We're gonna learn to air. We're gonna learn and to water it's it's yeah. like a hero's journey. Like it's not it's not the most groundbreaking storytelling, but it's like. But he, like even then, we don't. I don't feel like anything was won or lost. Like I think he, there's a, there's something valuable in him at least knowing what he needs to do, and now we have a trajectory for the like story to come, right? That's fine, but it's a whole season. Like we got through an entire season, and Aang kind of knows how to water bend. We fought the bad guys. And one, but the bad guys are still around. Like we didn't really like like no foothold was made. 
we really just stopped ourselves from getting stomped on, which is nice, but like, meh. Like, that doesn't feel... And then you end on this weird cliffhanger where they're like, oh, there's a new bad guy who's the same as all of the other bad guys. Like, and I'm sure in season two that'll all get fleshed out and mean something, but as far as season one, like, if you were watching this in real time, and someone were to say, well, what happened? Yeah, we watched it over 20 weeks instead of two weeks. Yeah, like... Like, I don't know. Next year, we're gonna have stuff happen. But also, keep in mind, like we're not—you're not watching this on HBO. You're watching this on Nickelodeon. This probably aired between like fucking Hey Arnold and Invader Zim. The fact that there was any sort of engagement at all into a wider plot is like that's why I think like it's it's a hard show to watch out of context because. Yeah. For when it aired and to who it primarily aired in the target audience, like you didn't really expect any of that stuff. Like yeah. you didn't need like a, a big like this is what was accomplished in season one, the way that we like for like prestige television were kind of uh, conditioned to break it down and structure it that way now. Yeah, like I can't really think of a, a kid show that did that before this. You know, they had I think they had in mind they wanted three seasons and they had an overarching story that they wanted to tell from beginning to end. Like I can't think of another kid show that did that right. before Avatar. I'm sure there's probably more out there now, especially with you know Netflix and Hulu and all that. Yeah, now, there's but... like a, a, um, Steven Universe and stuff is the one that comes to mind as like uh, I think gets a lot of the similar accolades to like what this got when we were teenagers. Yeah, because I mean, when this came out, I mean, the the really the only way people were watching TV was by watching TV. You know, it's when did this actually air? Two thousand five. It was two thousand five to two thousand eight. Okay, so yeah, we were in high school. Yeah, through all that. Yeah, I didn't watch. I didn't watch any of it in high school. But like, yeah, which is that would have been. I, mean, I don't, I don't even know if I would have appreciated it in high school. I think had I been a little bit younger, I would have liked it more. No, we definitely missed out. this by like a couple of years. Yeah. Like if you're just a little bit younger. Yeah. We in my Dragon Ball Z it. days, had I found this, I would have been so into this. This but is much like, better than Dragon Ball Z, which I know will cause oh, anger I, in people. But like, <laughs> I disagree. I, I completely if, agree. <laughs> if we're going to, I mean, from my previous critique of nothing happened in season one name of a show where even less happened I, like, like doctor who like nothing ever really happens but that's by design like, no no that's not true stuff happens in doctor who none of it ever means anything but you can Dragon always Ball come Z, out of the season and being like where were we? that's not true at all there's like massive transformation of characters and massive change in like the way things are in dragon ball z but I feel like it For takes a lot years, longer. Yeah. yeah, it takes a yeah, lot longer. It's a slow burn, but it, it's, yeah, it's not economic storytelling by any means. I would never say it is. It, it's drawn out to the absolute most possible extent. But it's TV overall show the story's cooler, I think. Where the so suggested awesome. form of watching it is some fan took all of your footage and cut out most of it. Because yeah. it's just nonsense. And people say, no, 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 watch that. It's like a third of the length of the entire series, and you get all the same plot points. You don't miss anything. Sure. Yeah. That's no, I'm, I agree. That's, they definitely improved 
the the delivery of the story but that doesn't mean the story wasn't still good it was just way too padded and way too fluffed and way too drawn out but there's a pretty like there's a pretty especially in the early dragon ball z before you get into boo and stuff like there's a pretty coherent arc okay fuck it let's have this conversation um we're talking about avatar um let's do the not necessarily specifically dragon ball z okay where does Avatar stack up in the realm of Shonen anime? Yeah, like, like your action animation categories. Now, this is obviously limited to what we have seen, and I don't know how big that is. Yeah. Like, I, yeah. I assume that it's what I've seen in Naruto. You know what I mean? Yeah, I've never seen. I've never watched Naruto. Like a lot of the yeah. Shonen Jump stuff, I can't get into yeah. by virtue of there's so I much like a, to catch up. Like I can't yeah. watch one. Jumper is really good. It's just too much. But from what we saw. Because we watched every like action animation basically before Avatar. Like Avatar, sort of like what would have been the tail end of all of that. So you and I agree, Dragon Ball Z under Avatar. I would say yes. Yeah. Do we count Gundam Wing in the action animation category? I, I, I've I never watched Gundam. You never watched Gundam. Dude, you remember growing up? I never had cable. Like I didn't watch any Dragon Ball until college. I started watching Dragon Ball my freshman year of college, and I watched all Man. of it. And I think I finished Dragon Ball Z like a couple years later. Like right. it took a long time to get through it all, but I did it. When we get done with this, when we're not doing Avatar anymore, we're doing Gundam Wing next. Okay. Gundam much, Wing does not hold up. How much Gundam I, is there? No, 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 just Gundam Wing. There's, okay, there's, how much Gundam Wing is there? See, that's how little I know about this show. It's 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 an FMV. It's, like it's maybe it's thirty-two kinda, episodes max. Yeah, okay. it's, it's kind of like Cowboy Bebop. There's just like one thing you just front to back. There's like seasons okay. or anything. I think they broke it up into seasons when it was on TV, but like it's just like a straight series. Okay. Um, I disagree. I'll, I'll I watched Gundam Wing like five years ago again, and it's. It's good as an adult, but for different reasons than when you were a kid. Yeah. Because when you're a kid, it's like giant robots fighting, which is great. But there's like a ton of like political intrigue and like weird backstabby shit going on that like you don't really understand as a kid. But like as an adult, you're like, oh, this is actually it's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so I put Gundam Wing, um, I think, ahead of Avatar. Okay. Um, that might change on a on a rewatch, but I do at least so far for season one. Have you hey, seen? Uh, Sorry, you put That's... Gundam Wing above or below uh, Avatar. Neither one is good. Um, it's not what I asked. <laughs> Gundam Wing. I, I still put Gundam Wing for. No, no, no. Avatar is above Gundam Wing. Avatar actually has some really good aspects to it so you just no good aspects for gun and wing then have you when's the last time you watched gun and wing about five years ago all right well maybe you watched it and i watched it like two years ago and i remember as a kid watching gundam wing and thinking wow this plot is so sophisticated and complicated and i'm just not old enough to understand all the 
crazy politics that's going on. And then I watch it as an adult and I'm like, oh no, this is just incoherent garbage. <laughs> and like little kids watch this and think they're not smart enough or not adult enough to understand what's going on when it's really like there's no consistency to the plot whatsoever. Everyone is constantly switching sides. Nobody has really any kind of political ideals. Like, but it's this it's this show that's couched in politics as if it makes it somehow more sophisticated. But it's just a mess. It's an incoherent mess. <laughs> it's funny because I know you missed it, but that's basically the opposite of what Danny said. <laughs> no, no, it's it's nonsense. It's complete nonsense. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, okay. What about again? What about okay. Attack on Titan? Attack on Titan is on a whole other level. Yeah, it's way better. Even yeah, like okay. Attack yeah, I Titan agree. is still better. Like. You just you can't like don't get me wrong. Attack on Titan slowly turns into like annoying like tragedy porn, but like before, I, like it, it, but even that's still better. Yeah, it's still more interesting. Like the action is still there. Like if you told me Aang might get eaten by a giant and it might actually happen, I'm gonna care way more. But like right. virtue of being a kid show, it's really hard to like have stakes, and I understand that that's like that's what's playing against it. And there's gotta be a thing. But like, and there's got to be a predictability because if when your audience is kids, your main target audience like isn't really capable of like following a plot the way that adults can. So you need to kind of guarantee that no matter when they tune into the show, they're generally getting the same thing. Yeah, and so like, there, there's a there's a structural limitation that is going to prevent this show from doing anything really bold because at the end of the day they want to hit that time slot and they want to catch that same audience and they don't want to alienate people too much but think about what happened with pokemon yeah. like the entire show like except for like maybe the first episode the first couple episodes like ash won every single battle you know he kept learning and growing and getting better and better but like he won he every battle, what? except Not for the true. finale. The worst Pokemon trainer. Okay, this is a whole other episode. <laughs> so, um, but like, yeah, my point is that the end, he he lost consistently. He lost constantly. He always lost. He did nothing but lose. Well, at the Elite he, Four, he lost. It doesn't necessarily end with the Elite Four. It goes on no, infinitely no. forever after that. Yeah. No, but like he lost a bunch in season one. Like every fight. Yeah, he but because he was weak, and then he grew, and he became stronger, and he beat all the gym leaders, and then you expected yeah. that was going to carry through, and then he but didn't. He doesn't. Be, and like he gets his ass kicked by gym leaders, and they like give him badges out of pity. Not necessarily. No, didn't he, he, like he, they he they lose in the way. Out a way to win. Like, I feel like he loses in the way that Aang loses. Like, he'll he'll lose in, like, halfway through the episode, but then he'll figure out some way to, like, come back and beat him. There's some deus ex the, machina magic attack that, like, yeah. At you, the end you never of the episode, thought you could use or something. Yeah. He ends up coming back and figuring out and winning. But then, you know, you got to the Indigo Plateau and the Elite Four, and he ended up losing. Right. But, like I said, I don't remember. Like, I seriously don't remember, which I'm really glad I don't. Remember I know what Pokemon was a bad, like it was an objectively like not very good show, so I will not suggest that we watch it. Try to do one of these, but like Ash sucks at being a Pokemon trainer, and that's what matters. And Pokemon was even aimed at a y younger target audience, yeah. and like it's it's sort of hard to judge like shows that aren't for us because like obviously like if if the purpose of a TV show is to appeal to kids, then like. You're not gonna try to do super crazy 
storytelling mind fucks, you're going to try to have a very digestible plot that like anybody can understand and follow. And then nobody can feel like they're out of the loop because they missed like half a season, you know? Yeah. And so I think Avatar does that well. And while still providing you with something that for people that will still get being somewhat rewarding for the people who are sitting down and watching every single episode. And that is, that's a really hard balance. I've just had a thought about Avatar. Yeah. Which is when this show was on TV, I do not remember seeing a lot of merchandise. I don't need children's cartoons exist specifically yeah. to sell things. I don't think it was it that wildly successful when it was actually airing, or did it just become a cult phenomenon like years See, later? Because I remember thinking, college, all of a sudden, sure. everyone was like, "I yeah. loved Avatar." I'm like, "When were we all watching Avatar?" Because apparently we were, yeah. but like, I don't remember this as it was happening. That yeah, because yeah, the only time. Like the, the, I mean, I remember hearing about it, but the the first time I remember actually someone being like, "Oh, the show's great!" Like you have to watch it, and she was like the first one who actually got me to watch the first couple episodes. It was, I mean, it was way after high school, you know. After you know, so for context, we graduated high school in two thousand eight, which was the final year the show came out. So like, yeah, just kind of that's our reference for this. So like, we, I, I didn't really hear anything fantastic and phenomenal about it till after that i was told in high school to watch it by somebody who we went to high school with yeah and they were like we know it's kind of like for people younger than us but like it's it's pretty good good. yeah i remember hearing that from people but i really remember hearing more in college than high school yeah i'm struggling to find any airbender like merchandise that is older like everything i'm seeing now is like stuff adults would buy it's like art prints and coffee mugs and like there's a 500 dollars statue at target you can buy <laughs> uh, it's from the legend of Korra. it's not technically airbender right. but like right and when that when that dropped everybody was super into it but that dropped when we were in college yeah so like and then there's some I'm pretty sure statues in the middle of target guys sorry <laughs> continue i'm pretty sure nobody liked legend of Korra, right no a bunch of people no no he was huge I mean, I yeah, they were, like, really into it and excited, but I heard... And then it, it was disappointing? It was very disappointing. I thought it, it, it I don't know, I never watched it. reception, but I don't remember. Yeah. My only uh, insight into the success of Legend of Korra was uh, Giz- the Gizmodo Network did, like, episodic reviews. And yeah. Say, like, but so, like, the problem is the people who would read a review about a TV show are the people who already watched that TV show. Mm-hmm. So I don't know how big the fandom was by virtue of, like, that. That was like a Kotaku thing, wasn't it? Yeah. Would have been Kotaku or, like, IO9 or various other uh, now defunct. Univision. The Gawker apocalypse (laughs) remnants. So, yeah, I don't know. I do know that when it came out that um, Avatar was the most watched thing on Netflix for like a while. Oh yeah, it was number one. Kept seeing that. I, I assume by virtue of what made us watch Avatar, which is I heard this was really good but never watched it. Yeah. And then there are all those who did watch it and love it and just wanted to rewatch it. But I mean the, the thing I'm wondering is does it have like that is it more of like a Twin Peaks that people like look back on and think like, oh this is so cool. But like it didn't really pull what it needed to pull at the time 
or The Wire is another great example. Like nobody really watched The Wire when it was airing. I mean, of course some people did, but like most people didn't. Yeah. But everyone now has pretty much seen The Wire. I I feel like Avatar was similar to that. I, I don't know for sure, though. I just don't remember this being a thing that everybody was into in high school. Yeah. And this is kind of the hard thing about... I'm glad we're doing this like season by season, but I'm not yeah. I'm not googling a bunch of stuff for fear of spoilers. Yeah. And like maybe this is more stuff we should get into like in the third after the third season. Yeah. After we we feel more comfortable with talking about everything and looking actually looking this stuff up. Sure. And I I agree with that. I also just feel like by se- hopefully season 2 and 3 I'm just going to feel like I have more to talk about. Like right now I'm just still trying to like kind of like condition myself for like the mindset I have to be in to watch the show. And there's not that much like food for thought in each episode to me yet. Yeah. But I know there's just a lot of character development to get deeper. And that's about it. Yeah. So there was a season four planned for Avatar. So. Oh yeah. Enough people liked it, I guess, to Mm -hmm. justify more. I guess the more. The, uh, the movie got in the way, and then the movie obviously tanked. Oh, yeah. We could have watched the movie as part of this. Um, yeah, you guys want to watch the movie after we watch I, the show? I'm only okay watching the movie if we do it together. Like, and stream it? We stream it. A lot of alcohol is involved. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Doing that shit sober. Yeah. Um, because- We're going to have to be careful, though, because Twitch is really cutting down on the DMCA shit. Like... Okay. Oh my god, like crazy. Like people are getting banned not banned, but they're getting DMCA strikes just for playing music. And that's well, like so. something that Twitch has always been like safe for yeah. kinda. Like what, kinda fair game. What you do is you just provide timestamps. Like we don't stream the movie, we just stream us. So the stream is just us uh, talking. Just kinda like a commentary, like a And then you have a timestamp somewhere that's like a on commentary the track over it. Yeah, yeah, no, okay. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I think that would work. Um, but yeah, like there would need to be, an, like I need more justification other than it'll be funny to talk about to watch what I have heard. Like it's, it's not even like it's bad. It's like unwatchable. Like, yeah. Like the editing and like the lighting, like, like it's like a very dark, like literally dark movie. Mm-hmm. Like every piece of execution for this film is terrible. That's yeah. what I've been told. So I've, I've heard that like, so it's a TV show. Like, that's what it is. It wasn't like a book first or wasn't like, like it was a TV show. But apparently in the movie, they pronounce people's names differently. Great. And it's like, it was a TV show. Like, you heard the names being said in the TV show, but they pronounce them differently in the movie. Like, I, I haven't seen it yet, but like. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I think we lost Fletcher again. We're gonna have to get an Ethernet cable to this dude. Yeah, I have so many Ethernet cables. I, feel, like, I mean, shit. Who doesn't? Like, he's probably the only millennial on Earth without an Ethernet cable. So this white thing behind me, this yeah. drawer back here, it's just cables. Yeah, <laughs> of all different kinds. Like, I've never thrown out a cable in my life. I have so yeah. many Ethernet cables. I have like a fifty-foot Ethernet cable. I could run it from my router to him. I could give him my internet <laughs> if I needed to. Yeah. It's long enough. <laughs> so one thing I am just like a little curious about. So like Jorgs was the one who suggested we kind of started doing this podcast again. Cause like we had a podcast a while ago and like 
we, no, we didn't. <laughs> no, we exactly. No, we didn't. <laughs> don't look for it. Don't do that. Don't look for it. It's you won't be able to find it anyways. I believe it's gone. I believe I have done my best to screw up that yeah. existence. Yeah. But like, and it was. I mean, our last podcast was all over the place. But like, what what kind of made you want to do the podcast again? And, and what why did you want to start with Avatar? Um, I wanted something that I knew people were going to get into for the first time, like us. Um, it was something I figured I was gonna watch. Well, sorry, something I wanted to watch, but I wouldn't watch if I didn't have like a reason to. Yeah. Um, and with like pandemics and things, I was like, I'm not gonna talk to anybody about it because I'm not gonna see anybody. Yeah. And like, I don't know. Like, it's it's an interesting. Like, it's the kind of thing that came out long enough ago and is popular enough that if somebody said a bunch of people watch this for the first time and are like recording their reactions in like seasonal order because we don't know what happens in season two like we might have just said a bunch of stuff that people who have seen the whole series are like oh these idiots are like in yeah. for a surprise <laughs> you know what i mean yeah um so I, don't know, I think it's cool and it's fun to just sort of like do a thing and then talk about that thing and how you feel about it yeah so that other people can be like oh i also felt that way or this person is an idiot for thinking this yeah <laughs> you know yeah I say I do remember season two and three being much better. Like I said, there's is I don't know. I don't want to say anything for for spoilers. I'm, we'll definitely get into it next next season. I'm but. certain season two is probably way better than season one. Yeah, and I'm sure season three is probably probably the best season, but doesn't feel like the best season because it takes all the good things about two, but has to like wrap up the story in a way that like makes sense. That's that's very accurate from how I remember it. Like, that's extremely but like that, accurate. That's, that's how most things, you know what I mean? Like, I've yeah. never seen the first season of Parks and Rec, and I love Parks and Rec. You just skip the first season. Yeah. Because <laughs> the rest of it's so good. Yeah. But the first season is so different and weird, you just that's don't watch true. it. So, yeah. like... And even, yeah, I mean, even you know? speaking in things that are, in a way, trilogies, you know, is, is considering each season an installment... Like, that's kind of how Lord of the Rings is, you know? Like, the first one is just, it's good, but, like, it's just, it's a lot of just setting up the story, introducing characters, introducing the world, and then season two, or episode, uh, fucking Twin Towers. Twin Towers. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is like, it's just awesome. It's just the most fun to watch, and it's just got, like, these awesome battle sequences, and and then, like, the third movie, Return of the King, it's just, it is just kind of, like, wrapping it up and finishing arcs and they're all very good in their own right but season two and movie two and whatever are they are just kind of generally the fun ones yeah i mean like the the middle of most things is usually the best yeah. like even things that are more than three seasons of three movies like the wire which we already talked about i would love to do this for the wire um yeah. it's way more of a time commitment because there's a lot of the wire around to watch yeah but like and it's just the, a much deeper Story. Well, it's, it's it's emotionally and, hard to watch. Like, yeah, binge the wire, man. Oh, like, yeah. it's it's fucking hard. Fletcher but, could. Like, I'm pretty sure he has a couple times. <laughs> well, the thing is, he's already seen it a bunch. Like, yeah. I've only done it once. But like, I mean, like the season about like education is like arguably the best season of television to exist ever. Yeah, and it's because it's in like the dead middle of like there was really a groove going writing wise. We had developed all of our characters. We felt like we could have risks. The executives said we could take risks. They trusted us. Yeah. 
And then towards the end, it kind of gets weird because you're like, well, shit, we're out of stuff. Like, we need, like, <laughs> how, how do you wrap up somebody's cop career when they're, like, still in their 30s or ever old? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just hard to do. But we don't, you don't want 15 seasons of The Wire because season 13 of The Wire is going to be shitty. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's just, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, at some point, you you told the story you wanted to tell and, you either wrapped it up three seasons ago, or you're literally just waiting to wrap it up because the network said you they need two more three 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 more seasons, whatever. All right, I feel like Fletcher keeps trying to come back, and it is just not yeah, working. Yeah, an attempt is being made. Yeah, that I think uh, will not be fruitful, unfortunately. Yeah. All right. <laughs> well, we'll get Fletcher. Uh, an ethernet cord and we'll 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 do this better next time hopefully <laughs> all right well huh no we're back with like a public library or something so we can have real internet yeah well and you know if if covid wraps up sometime soon maybe we can just get together and do these in person i don't know we'll see all right guys well thanks for thanks for watching thanks for listening and uh see you soon